0: Hello everyone, we welcome you to Sex That Unfiltered, a podcast series launched in partnership with Putali Nepal and Stanley Speak in collaboration with Unison Youth. In our candid, interactive and game-based podcast, we will be discussing and reflecting upon the topics of love, relationships, sex
1: and identity that are often soaked in shame and stigma all around the world. Hello everyone, I'm Aishwarya Dani Managing Director Putali Nepal. A social enterprise based in Nepal.
0: And I'm Priya Agrawal, the founder of Sandy Speak, a sex tech organization based in India. And we welcome you to the fourth episode of Sex Ed Unfiltered Pain is Pleasure. Oh. The opinion and perception associated with sex and relationships varies across the world. In some parts of the world, it is considered as taboo to even speak about sex or have sex before marriage, whereas in other parts of the world, it is as normal as it could be. Likewise, in some parts of the world, having more than one relationship and standing up for yourself is considered as a sign of empowerment, whereas in other parts, obliging and being loyal to just one partner, regardless of what the relationship might look like, is considered as the most noteworthy thing to do.
1: Well, regardless of the different perception that exists, we can never deny the fact that relationship and sex will be with us as long as the human race continues to exist. So who are we to judge as to what one prefers and why should we shy away from expressing about our personal preferences when it comes to sex and relationship? Amidst the different opinion and preference surrounding relationship and sex. In this episode, we want to explore and understand the preference and individual holds when it comes to relating oneself to either pain pleasure or both in a relationship today we are thrilled to be joined by Gabriela and before uh, we begin we would like our guest to introduce herself and since today's episode is on pain pain is pleasure along with the introduction I would really also appreciate if you could tell us if pain was an object what would it be for you hi hi
2: uh, hi everyone thank you for thank you for the invitation my name is Gaby, and i'm from peru um, regarding to the question if painting is an object for me it will be like uh like wearing a very light jacket in a very cold weather makes sense oh, wow
1: yes yes <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> that was a good one yeah uh, and also, if you could tell us a little bit about what do you do, that would be yes. amazing.
2: <laughs> well, um, my name is my name is Gaby. I'm from Lima, Peru, and I'm the co-founder of an organization called Hundas. Juntas is a social enterprise dedicated to uh, develop sex education programs from an education and a health perspective. Our mission is to transform the experience of learning sex education to accompany a healthy growth of teenagers um, and children and their families, actually, so uh, we can build a safer and more joyful society for all. And in that sense, we develop, as I told you, educational programs, tools, and solutions um, to implement regarding sex education. So that's what we do (laughs) until the moment we have reached about um, 14,000 girls and developed uh, several projects across the country. So it's been a journey.
1: That's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing us about your work and what you do. It's great to have you here and there's so many topics that we want to discuss with you and we can't get to like we can't wait to get started so shall we are you excited
0: of course i'm very excited about these postcards (laughs) perfect so now we will be playing three to four different games and we'll explain the rules of each one of them as we move along if you have any questions please let us know so the first game is called, have you ever, and in this game, we will ask one question and you have to simply reply yes or no. It would also be great if you could share maybe any personal incident or experience if you have any related to the question. So shall we begin? Okay, of course. Okay, so the first question is, have you ever lied about your virginity?
2: Yes. Yes. Um, I can give some context. I remember I felt, um, yeah, I was like 22, I think. And I still was like a virgin and and someone asked and I felt a lot of pressure, (laughs) of like peer pressure. And I like, that's the, Mm
0: -hmm. yes,
2: that's the context.
0: Okay. The second question is, have you ever accepted emotional and physical violence considering it as a sign of love? no all right have you ever desired to be controlled or control someone in a relationship no um have you ever faked an orgasm no (laughs) okay
1: interesting um Uh, gabriella like just a quick question like you know you're very honest and upfront with the answers and for so many women like especially it's so difficult um uh, to stand for what they want right and it always comes to partner pleasing and all of this like can you give a little bit background of what women desire around your culture or society how they would react to things like this like orgasm or being controlled in a relationship well the the thing with woman
2: pleasure here in peru is it's not yet so like it's it's not teach. Certainly, it's not part of sex education curricula if there's any at schools. Um, there's a lot of stigma around pleasure. Um, uh, many times when we have addressed these kind of themes, um, in educational programs, we need to have be a little, very careful, um, because people are afraid even of, about hearing like the word pleasure, especially families, of the teenagers that we, like that we impact with with juntas. So I think that here there's there's very little information about women pleasure about orgasms, um, and it's I think it's it's very new in Peru. It's it it's yet very taboo, and I think that women like there are different types of of mentalities here regarding this this area. But the majority is a much more conservative society. I will say. Where women generally will fake an orgasm or not even talk about it. So so that's a lot of work to do. And actually we in juntas. Um Address the the pleasure as part of the education that we teach because we think it's important to also teach that sex can be like it has like a reproductive object objective for some but also it needs to be like a joyful and fun experience when both are like consent the act so so there's a lot of work to do in that area.
0: So knowing that is it is still a taboo uh, in your country. How about your journey how did you become very comfortable asking for what you want I think that for me it was
2: also a learning experience and I think that starting my own um, sex education startup made me also much more um, aware of of like this is this stigmatizing this stigmatizing sorry pleasure in in sex and in general so I think that for me, it was also a learning experience that I'm sure that it will have been much more difficult if I would never have been part of, of this project. So it is, it is really starting reading and, and, and hearing also much more uh, like other perspectives of how love should be, of how relationships should go on. And that's how you start learning, and also mm-hmm. become more critical about what you see in movies, maybe, or what you read, and start also like um, having your own opinions about everything that you that you perceive. I think that that's a, a like yeah, that was a way for me to be more comfortable, and also to to finding more self confidence in myself. Mm-hmm. That's also important. That's really
0: wonderful. So moving on, what about you? Uh Uh, For me, I would say uh, in India, being comfortable with your own sexuality, especially for women, is very difficult because they are expected to be submissive and not have any sexual desire. So for me personally, the journey was quite difficult for being comfortable and, you know, with my own needs and conveying that to the partner. But over time, you learn (laughs) and you realize that communication is really important and uh, especially Mm -hmm. in relationships or sexual interactions, it's really important that you communicate and it's pleasurable for both. So I think, yeah, that has been my journey.
2: Yeah, interesting. Uh,
0: Moving on, have you ever had sex during your period?
2: Uh, No, (laughs) never
0: okay we have you had a cried during a sec uh,
1: no um, so thank you so much for your answers gabriela uh, yeah, it was super honest and thank you so much like yes so i cannot get started to go ahead with our second game which is known as Mythbusters, where i will give you a sentence that we most commonly hear when you and you have to share your opinion with regards to like with regards to it whether you believe it's true or not is that clear like clear enough
2: yes so i need to say what 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 which one is a myth right yes yeah, so i, mean, I will tell, a myth.
1: yes yeah, so i will give you a sentence which we mm-hmm. most commonly hear in you know about sex or about relationship and you just have to share your opinion whether you think it's true it's not true okay okay so the first one is i find being hurt in a relationship acceptable um not true uh, can you tell us, like, why? Like, more elaborate on yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean,
2: I think that, of course, during a relationship, you have, like, ups and downs. But, let me, like, being, well, I, I think that you need to define more what do you mean by being hurt. But I interpret it like being, like, physically or emotionally hurt. I think it's not that normal. Like, every relationship can have disagreements. And you can be, and you can take some stuff personal, and that can hurt you. And it's part of like the disagreements, or maybe like some ups and downs of the relationship. But like as the defin- like as strong um, definition of hurt, like physical hurt or very emotional hurt, I think that's not acceptable. I think that's like a toxic relationship.
1: Amazing, yeah, I, I completely agree with you, and I second your thought on that. So my second myth would be i feel pain and struggles makes a relationship stronger
2: um i uh, i think that's true um i think that every relationship well pain <laughs> it's just pain right well i think that the struggles may make make um, may make a relationship stronger because not all relationships are fun and and it, it's not every time that you are f- having fun and um, with someone. It, like, you have also your downs, and it's part of like growing up with your partner. I'm not sure if pain as a normal feeling for your relationship is what makes it stronger. I think that if there are moments of pain because there's a a situation that you go through uh, a loss or something and and you go through that pain during relationship i think that that kind of situation can make the relationship stronger because it's like you go with your you go through it with your partner but i think that if your partner is the one that um provokes that pain um i think that's not healthy
1: yeah, uh Priel, did you have another thing, any other question to ask? Yes, so
0: I wanted to follow up on that. Um so do you feel that it is necessary to go through struggles in order to make a relationship stronger? Like without the struggle, it wouldn't be as strong. Uh, no, I
2: know, I I don't agree with that. We, oh I, I don't agree. I mean if there are struggles, I think and you overcome them with your partner and and that like and you learn and grow as as a couple and that is, struggles are like not not that kind of abusive or, or <laughs> that kind of struggles, but like normal struggles that you can have in life. I you think know, that makes, can make a relationship stronger, but if you're lucky and do not have any kind of struggle, then it's amazing. I don't think it's like a a require, unnecessary requirement um, to make the relationship stronger.
1: Okay. Um, so my third sentence would be, keeping my partner sexually satisfied is my responsibility.
2: Oh, I think that's the myth. I think that uh-huh. it's both the responsibility <laughs> of both. <Yeah. laughs> I think it's 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 um the responsibility of both to, to satisfy that part of the relationship and and no one should um put the responsibility in anyone else because yeah, it's it's not any like yeah, it's both of you that have the responsibility.
0: I totally mm-hmm. resonate with that because it also goes along with, uh, you know, the notion that you're only supposed to add happiness to your partners. Like you're not supposed to be responsible for their happiness. They should be happy yes. on their own. And if you can add more to it, then it's fine. But if you feel that, you know, it's your sole responsibility to make them happy, then you need to leave that relationship and move out. Because And I think it, uh, it is very similar even in... Um, your sexual life that you know you can add to it but if you are uh, only responsible for that then there's nothing wrong
1: yeah i completely agree it's 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 two-way thing um i think as much as a desire you should also be willing to take that responsibility and communication like gabriella mentioned earlier is the key to it Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Like
2: both of you have are part of a relationship. It's not the, the role of only one. Yeah.
1: Okay. So my fourth myth would be masturbating satisfies my sexual thirst.
2: Um, masturbating satisfies my sexual thirst. I think that's true. I think that it's an activity that uh, gives you pleasure naturally. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> and like. Uh, Just to ask you another question, like you know, when it comes to masturbating, it's we usually connect men or male figure to it, and we think that it's only something that they do. How common is it in your culture for women to actually talk about it? Because in Nepal, the country that I belong to, and I'm pretty much sure it's same in India, women really talk about it or take it as a matter of shame. Yes, like here, it's also
2: it's yeah people don't talk about it that much actually it's starting to be to be it it's starting to be a subject to to be talked about but i have yeah, like it's it's very recent a couple of years ago no one talked about it very few influencers started talking about it i have feel more than ever last year, that people have, are starting to talk about it in social media and sharing. Before, I would never see friends share things about it, and now I think that I think that they talk about it, they buy it, and they post about it. Like sh- not post like, as a in their feed, but share stories about it. um But I think it's still very small um, group of people that that do it. There's a lot of taboo here in Peru. There's a very radical group. Um, it's associated with religion, but um, it's called Con Mis Hijos No Te Metas, which means with my children, don't mess up with my children. And they have all this myth that uh, sex education promotes masturbation in children, which is, of course, totally a lie. Um, but they have stigmatized even more the word uh, masturbation. And they even like w- when they did all these campaigns, they even in the streets put like enormous Boards like billboards saying, um, like saying things about masturbation and how sex is promoted and and how like um, sex education must not be part of the school curriculum. It was very crazy, but yeah, there's a lot of stigma, especially because this work has been very like stigmatized and and part of that myth that when you teach about sexuality, you are automatically promoting this this to happen in children, which which also mm-hmm. we know that <laughs> the children like naturally start exploring their voice and do not have the same approach as adults regarding the act. Um, yeah.
1: So yeah, it's still very taboo. Okay. So the fifth one would be experiencing pain during sex is arousing experiencing experiencing a pain during sex is arousing um
2: i do not agree with that but i understand that maybe for some people um yeah that have some kind of practices um that can be that cannot be a myth but for me it's not true
1: okay the last one would be i can avoid a condom if it's uncomfortable for my partner um, for me, it's also me because
2: <laughs> I think that um, condom is a, a way of protecting yourself, not only about a potential pregnancy, but also about ETS. And um, if it's like a, a consensual agreement, I think that it's the decision of each one. But if it's because you like more, more because of the other person than yourself, I think that it shouldn't be a, a reason, it's, I, at least for me. I think and I think that condom is not uncomfortable actually, um, and that many many times men uses that excuse for not using condom. So yeah,
1: thank you so much, Gabriella. That is a very interesting round.
0: The next one, the next game that we are going to play is called Would you Rather. and here so we will ask you questions which will have two options, and you have to pick one and tell us why you chose it. All right. Mm-hmm. So the first one okay. is. Would you rather seek your orgasm or communicate honestly about your sexual preference with your partner?
2: Um, communicate honestly about your sexual preference with your partner. I will choose that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Would you rather express your emotions honestly if you're hurt, or keep it to yourself, thinking it will offend your partner?
2: Um, I think that I'm a. Uh, I think that I will express my emotions but I recognize that sometimes I have to give it to myself but 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 I'm trying to express it more yeah it's a very
0: difficult situation to be in
2: yeah I know yeah (laughs) so I will I I will go for expressing your your emotions Mm -hmm. honestly
0: but I yeah I
2: acknowledge that I have done the other one okay would you
0: prefer a male condom or a female one Uh, Uh, male condom Mm -hmm. any particular reason why you would prefer that um
2: no i think no there's not any particular reason it's just (laughs)
0: preference okay would you rather watch porn alone or with your partner i think i wouldn't care Mm -hmm.
2: i mean I, i can do it alone or with a partner
0: Alright, the last one is, would you rather take the initiation to experiment different expositions or would you want your partner to do so?
2: Um, my partner to do so.
1: <laughs> okay. That's okay. I think every one of us have yeah. our preferences yeah. and we actually do not know, you know, like, you know, sometimes even our preference can change. Okay, Thank Barbara. you so much for your answers, Gabriela. And we are towards the end of the podcast. So the last game for today is rapid fire. And here I will give you one word and you have to tell us the first thing that comes to your mind without giving much thought to it. So you have to make sure that the answers are quick okay. and fiery. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. 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 BTS. <laughs> um, dominance. Multiple orgasms. Um, fun. Abuse.
2: Um, a, a crime. Pain.
1: An emotion. Pleasure. joyful. So before we go and we sign off, my last question for you would be if you could give an advice for your younger self, what would it be? Um, I think to acknowledge
2: earlier that pleasure is part of, of like the sexuality of a person and that, uh, I mean, for me, growing up was very like from a Catholic um, perspective, viewpoint about sexuality. Um, so I think that although you have some kind of values that go along your religion and and your family, and that's okay, you also should like acknowledge the other part and try to to understand it and also be aware of it and normalize that the pleasure is part of it. Um, because I think that when you grow up in very like conservative societies or with with some kind of um, de- like um, concrete values, you forget that that yeah that other part about sexuality that it can be fun that is part of growing up and that is actually an opportunity to knowing yourself and and also to have to have fun so i think it will be that like to learn your your perspective and to try to to have more fun with yourself and yeah more confidence as well
0: and yeah that will be that will it be that is such an important message. Thank you so much, Gabriela, for sharing this with our listeners. And with this, we have come <laughs> to an end of this podcast. Thank you a lot for coming here and giving your time. We loved your answers and all the insights that you gave us about sex and relationships, with special regards to your society and culture. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you, y'all. Thank you, Ishwar. It was very nice to be here. And, and thanks. Thank, um, yeah, thank you. you I welcome. hope you, you really I it. Know. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did.
1: It's, it has been fun. You've reached the end of today's episode of Sex Ed Unfiltered. You can subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. For more updates, follow Putali Nepal and Stand We Speak on Instagram and YouTube. Until next time, thank you for listening.